Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. chill has it at about 200 degrees below zero and the ocean has the consistency of a cherry slurpee from 7-eleven seems like perfect beach weather to me and if you agree you're in the right spot because you're one of the weird ones or if you're bundled up and waiting for the day when you can walk outside without five different jackets wrapped around you well you're welcome too because whether you love it or you hate it, it's winter time for us in the Northern Hemisphere. But that shouldn't keep us from pointing our minds beachward. Think warm thoughts, and those thoughts, should they turn wicked, will tune you into that strange frequency that is Six Foot Plus, the podcast that hangs ten on the creepy side of music. New episodes are found Fridays over at sixfootplus.com on iTunes, and on mobile smartphone apps. Wherever you find Six Foot Plus, please leave a rating, write a review, subscribe, and most of all, recommend us to all your friends. Kooks, groms, hodads, everybody's welcomed. And everyone is welcome to join in on social media, facebook.com slash sixfootplus, at sixfootpluspodcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at sixfootplus. 
Number six, FTPLUS. If you want to bypass that and have a weekly reminder about Six Foot Plus pop up in your inbox, sign up for the Six Foot Plus Dispatch over at the website, sixfootplus.com. The show is on SoundCloud as well, soundcloud.com slash sixfootplus, but I don't think that's going to last very much longer. SoundCloud recently blocked an episode of Six Foot Plus. Gasp! It was our Valentine's episode, the one that opened with a song by The Long Losts. I'm not even mad that it was blocked. It's quite amazing that SoundCloud's technology was able to recognize the soundscape of the episode, match it up with a song of the long losts, and say, sorry. SoundCloud's ability to protect the intellectual property of those who sign up, it's to be admired. We had permission to use that song on our episode, but so we weren't in any kind of real violation, but... If this happens again, we just might have to abandon the great SoundCloud experiment. Maybe save it when we launch the next podcast, whenever or whatever that might be. And who may I be? I'm Strange Jason. Hello. No, I'm not a man in a gray suit or an undertow zombie, but just a hoe dad with a shovel out on the beach, hosting this little beach blanket bloodbath that is six foot plus. It's cold out and the weather has gone weird, so we're going weird too. By thinking positive and focusing focusing on better climates, as we often do when the outside is shrouded in a frigid layer of ice and snow. It's surf and energetic rock music on this episode of Six Foot Plus. We've got tracks from Skirkarna, The Five Outsiders, This Machine Kills Robots, Telecrimin, and a whole lot more. Monster Matt Patterson tries to hang ten but gets caught up in the clothesline when it's time for another Monster Matt Minute. And I talk a lot about the new collaboration between Swami John Reese and The Blind Shake, the album Modern Surf Classics, on a new installment of Six Things. Yes, it's cold out and sometimes you need some powerful surf to get you going through this season. Amazing how that works out, that in the most extreme conditions antithetical to the sand and beaches that inspired the creation of the surf genre, that music somehow fits in with these most frigid days of the year. Yeah, I don't get it and I'm not even gonna try to explain it. Hey, don't look at me. I don't make the rules, I just bend them whenever I can get away with it. And let's see what we can get away with now with Kings of the Big Chill, The Ice Fix, and their song, The Yeti.
Interest, a podcast where I, your host, Craig Chaos, plays you some kick-ass music, I talk about some comics and movies that are a little off the beaten path that you should definitely check out. So stop on by and give a listen at uncommoninterest.lipson.com. Your balls are showing. Uncommon Interest. Hi. This is Bola Raymond Oluguale, not just the Axeman, but the Canadian Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus. just went beneath the surface with the Dinotones, and before them, Room 505 with Beware the Dangers of Ghost Scorpion. Before we go any further, dear listener, I have some news. I didn't want to say this at the top of the show, lest I scare away any of the new people listening in, but now that we're here, I know that you're one of the dedicated fans, so this is relevant to your interests. Some changes are afoot on this side of the microphone. Over the next month or so, there might be a few aberrations with Six Foot Plus. No, nothing terrible, nothing catastrophic. There just might be a few missed deadlines, maybe we skip a week. But some things are happening to my alter ego that might mean business shifts around here and there in this remote corner of the front office. We'll keep you updated as to any further development. Just be prepared for a little audio turbulence. 
In the meantime, let us continue with a selection from a brand new album by The Spoils. Have a Drink with the Spoils came out on Deep Eddy recently, which you can find over at deepeddy.net. You can also purchase digital copies of this brand new surf psych punk album at thespoils.bandcamp.com. Big thanks to Noah from Kill Baby Kill, that Alabama surf powerhouse, a favorite here at Six Foot Plus. He gave me the heads up about the spoils, and I am paying it forward by telling you, dear listener. From Have a Drink with the Spoils, this is the ballad of Let's Just Be Friends.
One of the bands making some exciting strides in surf music today, that was This Machine Kills Robots. Robots, dear listener, they lie in wait to finally rise up against the flesh of humanity to enslave us all, slowly working us to build an automated world before we are rendered completely obsolete and useless, better for the fuel of the great biogenerators that continue to power our newly mechanical world. And yet, there is hope to fight against the machines. There's a man, a man whose gall and perspective and biological matter produce the one thing that can repel the oncoming Skynet horde of Terminator Robocops. Yes, for all this while, you have been indoctrinated with the power to fight off your would-be robot masters as you have built up the weaponry that no machine can fight against. Bad monster jokes. Yes, the salvation of mankind is not John Connor, but Matt Patterson, the one who will rescue humanity thanks to the Monster Matt Minute. Morning Maniacs! <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. It is I, uh, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsylvania. Hey And hey to you sitting in the corner of the tomb, you freaky thing, you. <laughs> Alright, Maniacs, let's dive in, shall we? Ear my geared! There's something in the lab, lying on a slab, a fiend with furiously flying digits. It's texting with emojis. I fear my needlework isn't holding. While leaning on a shelf, she tried taking a selfie, popped the stitches, losing one of her toesies. (laughs) Oh yes, you can too. (laughs) All right, let's try this one. The toes I ate were blood red. The eyes you ate were blue. Dearest Zelda the zombie, if you weren't undead, I'd eat you too. (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. Hmm. Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas are making a film about giant ants. It's called Basic Insect. Oh, yeah. Hmm, let's try this. Should he continue noshing on his victim's sinew? This is the immediate question. Every so often, even a zombie can have indigestion. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Maniacs, for your final punishment, why doesn't Dracula want to be on trial? He'll crumble under cross examination. <laughs> that one had a bite to it, don't you agree? <laughs> now that I've finished being a pain in your neck, I will say bye bye and remember Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations. You survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com. Thank you.
Weasel Witch, Hot Doggin. And Hot Dog, I have great news for you. I am happy to tell you about an upcoming record release from Craig Chaos. Into the Voodoo is now available for pre-order over at uncommoninterests.bandcamp.com. Into the Voodoo is a compilation featuring Creeperson, Bad Hormones, and the Jim Parsons Project. This is a 12-track mix of punk rock and spoken word that will turn your turntable into a gateway into the world of the dark arts. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be very fun. This is going to be one of the good ones. You can trust me on that. Available on Blood Red Vinyl and digital download, Into the Voodoo is currently scheduled for release sometime in May, probably early summertime. But you can order your copy today at uncommoninterests.bandcamp.com. We will tell you everything we find out about this upcoming release, but to get the information from the source, subscribe to Uncommon Interests, the podcast hosted by Craig Chaos himself. Uncommoninterests.libsyn.com. Right now, let us listen to a trio of songs with lyrics. What a concept! We'll start it off with King Flamingo. I found these guys on Bandcamp, and they'll soon be releasing their EP on vinyl. That's awesome. Here now, King Flamingo and the song Graveyard Boogie. Cats like us, it's a place to be Down 
time to wander home in Main Street. Come to Cats Like Us for all your rockabilly and retro clothes. Visit us at 67 Main Street, Tonawanda, New York, or catslikeus.com.
Telecrimen with Sangre Zombie and Falange y los Niños Descortizados. Carne de tu carne. Orale! I need to learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> so, dear listener, a big release in the surf music world dropped a few weeks ago when John Reese of Rocket from the Crips and many other bands joined up with The Blind Shake to produce modern surf classics. Does this record hang 10 or does it wipe out? All will be revealed in this installment of Six Things. This could be a good way to collaborate with people I don't know and make some music just for the sake of experimentation and for fun. John Reese. In 2015, surf music is a small but thriving subgenre of rock and roll. While it won't likely ever blow up in the mainstream popularity as it did with its debut back in the 60s, surf music today will find a dedicated fan base all over the world. Fans attend local concerts, what might come their way, or congregate at large international festivals, including Italy's Surfer Joe's Summer Festival and the Instro Summit here in the U.S. In this small genre, there are deviations. There are the traditionalists who try to capture a sound much like the first wave of original surf bands. There are also the modernists, performers who grew up on latter era bands and incorporate other musical genres into their sound. Enter John Reese, AKA Swami John, accompanied by The Blind Shake, 
with their album, Modern Surf Classics, released on Swami Records. Number one, Johnny Don't Surf. John Reese started off in punk, first with the post-hardcore group Pitchfork, with friend and frequent collaborator Rich Froberg. Together, John and Rich would form Drive Like Jehu and Hot Snakes. Reese would also play in a handful of other music groups, Back Off Cupids, The Sultans, The Night Marchers, but most would know him for the band Rocket From The Crypt. Even after stepping away from music with the disbanding of both Rocket From The Crypt and Hot Snakes in 2005, Reese has remained active in music, running Swami Records, DJing the Swami Sound System radio show in San Diego, and even playing with the Night Marchers in the later 2000s. Recently, both Rocket from the Crypt and Drive Like Jehu have played reunion dates, so it seems the man who once went by the name Speedo is picking up speed, culminating in the collaboration with The Blind Shake and producing Modern Surf Classics. Reese has said in interviews that though his path in life took him away from the beach, he admired the beach and surf culture from afar. It seems he wasn't the only one, as the surf guitar sound has become very ubiquitous in the last five years, as indie rock bands have drenched their guitars in Southern California reverb. Take Best Coast and Waves as examples. Not to mention the Southern California psychedelic influence on current rock bands like the White Hills and the Blind Shake, the Minnesota trio who have joined up with John Reese to create modern surf classics. When the record was first announced, I was interested in hearing what John Reese, a man known for his eclectic range of rock and post-hardcore punk music, would bring to the surf genre. Would Reese create a record that elevated surf rock to its next level? The answer, no. In speaking to the San Diego Reader, Reese said that he didn't want to make a surf rock record, but something that was more all-encompassing, as a tribute to both the guitar players of the genre, but as well to the novelty surf records and the introspective instrumental releases of the 1970s. So those expecting Reese's take on the ventures will be disappointed, as this record is not an attempt at joining the surf genre, but more of a love letter to the culture that Reese missed out on. Yeah, Johnny Don't Surf. Number two, Don't Wipe Out. This isn't to say that modern surf classics isn't surf music. It is, it's surf music. Kind of surf music through the filter of John Reese and the Blind Shake. Speaking to the blog Noisy, John said, I did want to create something that could kind of take the DNA of what I consider surf music and bring it into today. I wanted to be true to it, but I also wanted it to be my own voice. When listening to selections of modern surf classics, those with even the vaguest familiarity with John Reese's prior bands will instantly recognize his presence all over the album, as the sound is distinctively in John Reese's voice. From the get-go, Seesaw opens the album as if it was Rocket from the Crypt repurposing an old forgotten B-side by the Challengers. And the tracks like Dry Suit and Kooks on the Face are very reminiscent of John Reese's musical arrangement style. Very jerky, choppy verse sections that create a contrast against an almost free-flowing, winding, roaming horn element. Or very dirty, snarling, lift guitar work that is adorned with this strange sense of fragility. Dry Suit has smoke-stained guitar work that reminds me of the backseat of a 1970s muscle car, 
but there's this frequent interlay of upright piano plinkings that just sounds broken or very breakable. And if this songwriting wasn't already going to win me over, I just love a good saxophone with my surf music, and it is everywhere on this album. I also have to be impressed with the blind shake. I had not heard of the trio's music before this album's announcement, and further research into them made me a fan. I have to give them respect and credit because they bring the intensity of their own music to this album. It's a really impressive, seamless fusion of styles between two creative forces. No one's voice is lost here, which is funny because it's an instrumental record. Number three, Sing or Swim. Or is it? On Modern Surf Classics, there are songs that play out as if they're just waiting for Drive Like Jehu slash Hot Snakes Dan Froberg or even John Reese himself to step up to the mic and belt out the lyrics. Take that as you will, so I think some Hot Snake songs can be stripped of their vocal tracks and very well be successful instrumental songs. I see it as a testament to the songwriting process behind the music of those great bands. Though Swami Reese is top build on Modern Surf Classics, this album showcases that he aligned himself with great musicians in the blind shake. And sometimes being a genius means working with people as smart, if not smarter, than you. Though. The idea that Modern Surf Classics could be enhanced with a vocal track raises a point. Isn't one of the key components of a surf rock song, or at least a successful instrumental track, is that it stands on its own without the inclusion of a singer? Do me a favor. Listen to Dry Suit, Wet Greek, or Kooks on the Face, and, and just try to imagine the singer. Don't try to picture the lyrics, but the sound of the vocal track. I don't think it's that hard. If you were to just imagine it, I think a vocal track would fit in effortlessly. Especially if you're familiar with the trademark vocal stylings of Hot Snakes or Rocket from the Crypt. So last year, Low Straight Jackets teamed up with Deke Dickerson to put out an album where they put lyrics to classic surf instrumentals. I don't think it was very successful, that's just my opinion, but it set a precedent. I would not be surprised if John Reese turned some of modern surf classics into a new Night Marchers song or possibly part of a new Hot Snakes record down the road. Number four, creation of new terrain. I think Reese was very successful in not losing his voice and creating his own flavor of surf music, as his handiwork is inescapable on modern surf classics. Whether or not that makes modern surf classics a successful surf record is up to your own interpretation. You're not going to find neat, ornate songs structured in the traditional surf sound on this record. Songs with tight guitar arrangements that flirt playfully with the audience, while the backing instruments go verse, chorus, verse. Instead, Modern Surf Classics goes with the tsunami of sound approach. A lot of these songs are huge and powerful, much like an ocean wave. These songs are not playfully flirty, but more of a car crash of rock and roll. Boom, it engulfs you like the undertow. This is big sound. This is surf. Uh, but there are some missteps on the album, nothing fatal. It's really hard to pick faults with this record. I enjoy it, and the following might sound like I'm nitpicking, but here we go. Sometimes, while listening to a few tracks on this record, just when I start to get into a groove, the song ends. The preview song that made the rounds prior to the album's release, Brown Room, it exemplifies this. 
It's only two and a half minutes long, but when I listen to it, it always feels like it's ending right in the song's middle. That's kind of a problem this album wants to have, that the music is so good that I want it to continue after it stops. It's a little jarring, though. And with Kooks on the face, the best part of the song is the last 50 seconds, because the last 50 seconds is incredible. Suddenly, the simple backdrop of the song falls away to reveal this massive amount of sound and noise, almost like a whole other band has joined in, creating this rich, layered, huge, colossal sound, as if the initial wave we were riding suddenly revealed itself to be a 30-foot pipeline. It's this intense rush, but it only lasts for a short amount of time. Maybe was this done to mimic an actual ride on a wave? Reese's intention with his album was to score a 1960s surf movie that never existed. He also cited Aki Aeliong and the Nobles' Come Surf With Me as his favorite surf album, with the song Earthquake as an inspirational soundscape that involves, and I quote, Flashes of underwater volcanic eruptions and the feeling of relief that although destruction is imminent, the creation of new terrain is inevitable. This all makes sense while listening to the album. Modern Surf Classics is not an attempt to create a record that would be indiscernible from Joe Meek or the Surfaris, nor do I think it's an attempt to elevate surf music to the next level. That might happen, but it's a possible after effect, not the intention of modern surf classics. This release is an emotional expression of John Reese's relationship with surf music, the ocean, and the culture of both. This could be John Reese acknowledging that if things had gone different, had he not discovered how integral music was to his life, he just might have spent most of his time on this planet on a board out in the water, instead of that behind an electric guitar. Something struck me when I saw this band play live just a couple days ago. John Reese opened the set with an almost apology, one that echoed earlier interviews about how he said, for some people, an album with 50 minutes of surf music is 48 and a half minutes too much. But yet, the band seemed to have an incredible blast playing this music. So while they love it, judging by the concert's preamble, I don't think Reese and the gang want to be ambassadors for the genre. I think this record succeeds at its intentions of being a big soundscape aiming to convey a feeling, rather than a record that establishes John Reese and the Blind Shake as the new top dogs in surf rock. But that also made me slightly sad. Number five, Beware the Undertow. There's an interview with John Reese at thequietest.com. It opens up with the following. If John Reese wasn't making a surf rock album, I would not be going anywhere near a surf rock album either. What even is surf music? To the uninitiated, it appears to lie somewhere between the kitsch buzzsaw instrumentals of the 1960s and today's more James Taylor for bros style of campfire pop made by the likes of former pro surfer Jack Johnson. Please pardon that sound, it is that of my eyes rolling. We continue. It's an engaging interview over at The Quietest, and I recommend that you check it out despite the author's ignorance prefacing it. It's forgivable that the writer of that interview wouldn't know any of the modern surf bands that do not fall in either the kitsch buzzsaw instrumentals or Jack Johnson categories, because it would require the 
interviewer to actually do some work. He'd have to look into what the modern surf scene is like and figure out all the different types of bands that currently populate it. But it's this careless overlooking statement that highlights one of the hopes I had about the record Modern Surf Classics. John Reese, like surf music, has a loyal and dedicated following, and I thought his name would bring in a new handful of fans to the surf music genre. I had hoped that Modern Surf Classics would expose people, like the author of The Quietest Interview, those who would never even bother with the surf record to save their life, to more of this type of music. Realistically, I wasn't expecting a revitalized public interest in the surf genre, but my hope remains that a handful of fans would look into perhaps one of the two of the hundreds of interesting modern surf bands active today that are incorporating garage, punk, even synth rock into their sound. I want it so that people don't deride the surf music genre without doing even a cursory Google search, because there's a lot of interesting, engaging shit going on out there right now. It may be unfair that I put all these expectations on John Reese and the Blind Shake, that they are somehow torchbearers responsible for opening the gates and enlightening all the fans about the surf scene. I mean, the Blind Shake are already doing what they can as they cite surf music as a primary influence. But Reese is a moderately successful rock persona, especially in the independent rock world. There are fans out there with Rocket from the Crypt tattoos, and there are people who are willing to endure the shit show that is Coachella this year in order to see Drive Like Jehu in a rare performance. I myself have personally gone to similar great lengths and distances in order to see a rare surf band perform, so it's not unrealistic to hope that like-minded, zealous John Reese fans would possibly mingle in the surf world thanks to modern surf classics, and it might be possible that this does it. When I was at the show, it was packed with people of all shapes, sizes, ages, many of which were definitely getting into the music. This might be a gateway record, one that leads people to seek out further surf acts. There are plenty out there that match the intensity of John Reese and the Blind Shake. There's Beware the Dangers of Ghost Scorpion, Kill Baby Kill, These Ice Picks, Daikaiju. And though I'm optimistic, I'm hesitant to get my hopes up. The cynical parts of me think that if there's going to be any crossover, it's going to be one way. More surf fans are going to get into John Reese and the Blind Shake than Reese and Shake fans are going to get into surf music. I hope I'm wrong, though. I hope this is a gateway album that gets many people to check out different surf shows whenever they come to their towns. If anything, maybe modern surf classics could get people to stop immediately dismissing the genre without giving it a second glance. Number six. Ultimately, Modern Surf Classics is a very enjoyable record. It's of wonderful instrumental music held by someone who doesn't normally make instrumental music. Regardless of the fantastic 11 tracks on this album, it introduced me to The Blind Shake, and that alone deserves a gold star. And I would love to hear another collaboration between Swami John and The Blind Shake, perhaps further exploring this love of surf music, but I think this might just very well be a one-shot deal. In the debut of this arbitrary rating system, I give this record a 4 out of 5. Fans of the instrumental music will find it a great addition to their library, while fans of John Reese will hear enough of his handiwork on this album that the novelty of a 
Music without lyrics won't wear off until the end of the record for them. They'll enjoy it through and through, and fans of The Blind Shake will recognize and appreciate the band's relentless momentum and unyielding intensity in their expert markmanship when it comes to powerful garage psych surf rock. Somewhere in the middle of those three demographics in this Venn diagram of rock, you'll find me, and hopefully I find you. I recommend that you pick up Modern Surf Classics today. And if you need any more incentive, hear now one of the more songs off of the album from Modern Surf Classics. This is Swami John Reese and the Blind Shake with Beach Leech. Beach Leech.
The subject of the very first six things, Skirkarna with the reckless villain. I always love how they work in samples and layer it as if it's another instrument in the band. Hopefully Skirkarna can make their way stateside someday, or perhaps I can get my act together and visit them. Maybe we can meet up at one of those surf festivals I spoke of earlier. Until that happens, we must hold ourselves over with this. More surf music! Here now, Dr. Frankenstein and I was a teenage astro monster.
Hi, this is Tyler Chase of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus. Mac and the Monster Men with Monster Stomp. And don't you start stomping your feet just because we've hit a stop sign. Sorry, listener, it's the end of the episode. I hope you've enjoyed yourself, and thank you for listening. We aim to be back here next Friday with a whole new episode over at sixfootplus.com and wherever else you can find us, just bobbing along in the waves. Spread the word, tell a friend, and in the meantime, read Gravediggers Local 16, found online over at gravediggerslocal.com. And you can talk to me on Twitter at 6footplus, number 6, F-T-P-L-U-S. Keep your thoughts warm and your body warmer, and sooner rather than later, spring will just spring itself all over the place. Stick to it and the cold will give way to warmth, and soon we'll be complaining about being too hot. Everything changes. In fact, there's only one constant, death. But don't let that bum you out. To me, death is just job security for gravediggers, embalmers, and undertakers. We'll go out on that note, dark as it might be, because we like it here in the dark. We like it spooky. This is The Five Outsiders and their song, The Undertaker, doing some cemetery surfing of their own. So until next time, dear listener, hang 10 or 12 or whatever you got.
Foot Plus, episode 141. Beach Blanket Burr. <laughs> this has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala, Yvonne. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S dot com. <laughs> <laughs>